Is this thing on? Bloody hell it is. It's episode 79 of Have You Seen? Hello one and all. Welcome back to The Submersible after a, a long enforced absence. This is indeed episode 79 of Have You Seen? At yeah. the other end of the table, proudly advertising San Francisco on his chest is Tom Webb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm still, unfortunately for you, Kieran Lafort. Um, sorry it's been so long. Yeah. I had yeah, two weeks off. Yeah. It's lovely. <laughs> um, it meant I watched a lot of movies. I just didn't talk about them very much. Yeah. Um, this is the one day in November that we're both in the same building. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we thought we'd probably better do this. Yeah, it was now or never, really, wasn't it? It was. Uh, and because it was now or never, we decided last week that we'd do three pitches. Yeah. Uh, so we have three films to talk about. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't already, go and put the kettle on. Yeah. Sort yourself out with a nice hot drink. Close the windows, put the cat out, turn the telly off. Yeah. Um, put down your iPad. It's going to be a long one. Well, I was going to say settle in for, a, <laughs> I'd say, a good hour of audio entertainment. Well, but you're just like, it's going to be a long one. You might want to get it over yeah, with. Yeah. Right, fine. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the pessimistic <laughs> one. What's going on? Right. So, what did we talk about? Last week, we pitched Third Man, yeah. Killzone slash Chapeau Lang, yep. and uh, the listener pitched Matinee. Yes. So, how about we just do them in the order? I think we should. Yeah, Good. I think that makes very makes handy. Sense. I've got my third man notes open. Good. Okay, because that was the order they were done on the show. Indeed, uh, uh, last show. Rather. Yes. Do you want to do a little recap of the third man? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I get, I tried to give you as little info as possible about the third man last time out because it's one of those thrillers that I think if you just know nothing going in, mm. the better it is mm. because you just you you kind of more caught up in it. Um, so what I gave you on the last episode was that there's a pulp novelist called Holly Martin who writes trashy westerns. Uh, he travels to Vienna after being promised some work by his old friend uh, Harry Lyme, who's a black market racketeer. Um, and that was all I told you about the plot of the movie. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. I'll I'll kind of go into the plot a little bit more in depth now and just kind of chuck out a few. We should spoilers. say, as always, we're going to ruin this film. Yeah, we for will, you. yeah. But you know, it was made in like 1949, so it's fine. Um, so Holly Martin gets to Vienna to discover that Harry Lyme is actually dead, mm-hmm. uh, and then a kind of a weird sequence of events unfolds as to him trying to find out how Harry died because it was slightly suspicious. He got run over by his own driver. And yes. It's all very odd. And the mm. people who are around all happen to be his friends. Mm. And it was, you know, it was, it was a very odd set of circumstances. And Holly's not convinced that it was all together above board. Mm. Um, so Vienna it, at that time was kind of one of those uh, cities that had was divided into separate areas. So there was yes. the, the Russian, the French, the American and the British. Yes, each uh, controlling it like a quarter. A quarter, yeah, yeah a bit like Berlin was, because mm. um, it was all obviously post-war. Mm. So you, you not only do you have Holly Martin and uh, uh, Harry Lyme's ex-girlfriend mm. uh, trying to figure out what happened, you also have predominantly the British uh, military police looking into it. Uh, as well and everyone's kind of trying to figure out what, mm. what the hell is going on and it becomes apparent that Harry Lyme was into some pretty dodgy stuff yes and some pretty dark stuff stuff that was, I thought was very dark for a movie from 1949 absolutely there was something else in this movie that I was really surprised at which I only noticed this time around but mm. we'll come to that a bit later um, 
uh, it then transpires that Harry's not dead. Yes. Uh, in what, and again, we'll talk about this later. And just, I think, what a fantastic reveal. Um, but yeah, it transpires maybe he's not dead, and then they try to figure out what what mm. is you know why did he fake his own death and what mm. what is going on and it kind of all moves on from there um so that's enough about the the plot because i'm sure we'll fill in some yeah, gaps yeah. as we go but what did you think overall i really enjoyed it cool it's great um first up it's beautifully shot it's amazing isn't it yeah it's the and best even use that... i think i've ever seen of the academy aspect ratio the four by yeah, three absolutely ratio. and the, i mean the dutch tilt and the yeah. shadows it's just stunning yeah, it's incredible to look yeah. at um even the dvd transfer that uh you you would have watched yes. is pretty crisp and yeah, not, yeah, I, I'd love to see the Blu-ray of this. I don't know if they've done it, one. There yet, are two versions. There are two versions. Yeah, there was a uh, one released on the very prestigious Criterion Collection. Yeah, uh, but then there was a rights issue and it had to be withdrawn. So that's now incredibly rare and incredibly right. sought after. Mm. Uh, the distributor that now holds the rights has also released a Blu-ray which cons- is considered vastly inferior to the Criterion oh, really? one. Yeah. That's so don't shame. get too excited and yeah. stick with your DVD because the DVD is still very good. Mm, yeah, very much so. Um, I love that they left the old style certificate on the beginning. Yes. So it's rated A for adult. Yes. Um, I don't have many notes. Oh, that's like, generally, like we say on this, it is, it's generally yeah. a good sign. Um, the only bit that I didn't think looked good was the sequence on the Ferris wheel. Right. Because that's, that's all rear projection. And in, yeah. But it's all quite close. So I think the set must have been like maybe just a ferris wheel car on a sound stage yeah um so there wasn't wasn't room to put, move the camera yeah in and they kept the camera inside it rather than like any outside looking through the window or anything like that yeah um so that doesn't look that doesn't look great no although i i love that scene because the dialogue in it is so good the conversation yeah, they're yeah. having is so good. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, I like the style of the dialogue in general. Actually, yeah, uh, it's much more naturalistic than anything else from that time. Yeah, it's not quite that high melodrama no. film noir. No, and what I like was like people interrupt themselves; they don't finish sentences. Mm, yeah, that, and that kind of thing. Yeah, it is. It's as close as you get in 1949 to natural speech. I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, um, yeah. It's probably yeah. It's starting to lose that. That, like I say, melodrama, that very, yeah. that very stilted way of acting. Yes. Yeah. Um, lots of unsubtitled German. Yes. Yeah, which I think is deliberate, obviously. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. And I, th- I think that works really well because it puts you on the back foot as yes. much as it does for... For Holly, yeah. For Holly, yeah. We should say the name is Holly, but it's a guy. Yes, yeah, there it's played by Joseph men- Cotton. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the only other male Holly I can think of is... Um, oh, God. Dude from Frankie Goes Hollywood. There's the one. Yeah. Here we go. I can't remember. I what literally just called is. him Holly Hollywood. And I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> Holly Johnson. There that's we go. It, that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Third billing mm. for a movie he's not in for the first hour and five minutes is pretty fucking good going for Orson Welles. <laughs> yeah. And that means that the DVD cover is a spoiler. Yes. Because he's the only person on the cover of the DVD. He is, and he is and Harry Lyme. He is Harry Lyme, and yeah. he's not in it for over an hour. No. No, and what I love about uh, the stories about Orson Welles, I think I mentioned some of the last time, he, he just didn't bother showing up for was, weeks yeah, yeah, on yeah. end. He was and, two weeks late yeah, when he finally showed yeah. up. So most of the, there's the iconic chase sequence through the sewers, which I think is the use of sound design in that and the use mm. of the echoes and the mm. shadows is just it, yeah, there phenomenal. Were actually, there was actually, I can't remember what it is, there's one shot in that mm. where I, it's a reveal of the shewer. Uh, shewer? <laughs> the shewer. <laughs> Sean Connery. <Yeah. laughs> um, 
where I just like without involuntarily just went bloody hell when I saw because <laughs> it was just such a nice shot. Yeah, and I mean, there's loads. of most of that where you can't see Orson Welles's face. It was yes. Guy Hamilton in in like padded <laughs> in out padding and trench coat, yeah. uh, trench coat, just kind of waddling yeah. along. Yeah, um, and even like the very end shot. Um, so you've got Harry Lyme has been shot and he's trying to go up a spiral staircase and yes, the fingers come up through yeah. the grate well that shot was suggested by Orson Welles mm. but he couldn't be asked to do it so the yes. fingers coming up through the grate are actual, actually Carol Reed the director because yeah. he was just like and we should oh, also say might be called Carol but it's a bloke well, yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lots of men with women's names floating around here Yeah. Um, the only other two notes I have for right. this are Cotton's drunk acting is really good. Yes. Because usually people act very badly. Yeah. I listened to our first episode again recently. Just, right. It just ma- randomly appeared on my iPhone, so right. I listened to it. We talk about Faster Pussycat Kill Kill yes. with the appalling drunk acting that's yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, this is far better than that. Yeah, it is. And like I said, you know, again, it's one of those things. It's like it's that step away from yeah. that typical Yeah, it's all acting. more natural, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the only other thing is Martin's kind of tells the wrong people far too much about his investigations. Like when he meets, is it Popescu? Is that his name? Which guy? Holly Martins. He meets uh, the Romanian. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tells him everything. I know. But without even knowing. Even when the guy is talking and acting suspiciously, just carries on blundering yeah. and telling him stuff. Well, that's because he's just, he's just a novelist, isn't yeah. he? He's just, he likes to tell the story, I think. Mm. But yeah, no, the only the weird thing I thought was quite out of place was when they go into like what, is a, what amounts to a strip club mm. and there's a woman dancing around effectively with her boobs out. She's got her nipples covered. Yeah. But it was just like, what? Okay. Oh, that's, there is, isn't That's there? quite surprising. I, like, I'd never noticed it before and it was just kind of, you know, like you say, for 1949, it's like, oh, that's a bit... That's the A for adult. Yeah, I, I was just like, I, I didn't expect it at all. Mm. Um, um, yeah, I've run run out of notes. It's, yeah. a, really, it's a really good really? thriller, yeah. Wow. Well, um, I have to say, one of, one of my favourite scenes in it is the reveal of Orson Welles as Harry Lyme. Mm. Uh, and it's the way it's done is that uh, his ex-girlfriend has a cat. Mm. Uh, and the cat's a bit kind of snooty, and she was like, "Well, he, you know, he loved Harry, yeah. and that's about it." Uh, and then you see her and Joseph Cotton talking in her flat, and the cat goes out the window, mm. walks across the road, and walks into a doorway where there's a pair of feet, mm. and it just starts nuzzling the feet. And then as soon as it does that, you go, "That's Harry Lyme," mm. and you don't need to know anything or see anything else. Mm. And then the conversation sort of dies, and a light comes on, and you just see his face, mm. and it's just—I think it's one of the best reveals of a character because. Mm. He doesn't say anything. No one talks to him at that point. Mm. You know exactly who he is. And it's just, I think it's just done really, really well. He doesn't, I don't think he actually speaks on screen till they get to the Ferris wheel when he finally agrees to meet Holly. Because um, Holly goes to, is it the doctor's place where there's the weird camp guy with the, with the tiny dog? Yeah. And, and he's shouting right, out actually. from the street, and the guy's like, come up, come up. And he says, no, 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 Harry, essentially, no, I want to meet Harry, and he's meeting on my terms, I'll be over there by the Ferris wheel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, maybe and you I are right. And I think the first time Orson Welles actually speaks is when he comes up and meets him Meets him in the Ferris, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think it's great. Like I say, for some reason, I always forget, like, I can't keep hold of the whole plot, because basically Harry's into uh, black market... Um, penicillin. Penicillin, which yeah. is he's stealing mm. and is effectively causing lots of like kids to die, which is pretty It's being stolen, watered down. Yeah. yeah, and then it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, 
I always kind of forget that. So mm. that always comes as a shock when I watch it back each time. <laughs> oh, shit, Orson Welles is a bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm pleased you enjoyed it. Like I said, I think it's a fantastic example of that sort of mm. film noir, but it kind of does it in a slightly different way. Mm. It's like I think Casablanca was very almost typical of film noir, but did it in a really good way. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like the the peak pinnacle of it, if you like. Mm. And then this kind of comes up close to that and does it in an entirely different way, mm. which you know I think it's worth, that's why it's worth watching. Really, marvelous. Um. I couldn't find any funny titles because they like every country just called it the third man yeah. in their own language. Um the taglines that were used to market this are amazing. All right. Hunted by men, sought by women in capital letters. <laughs> okay. Hunted by a thousand men, haunted by a lovely girl. <laughs> and finally because the 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 theme tune is very famous. Mm, Play the love zither. the theme tune. Um and on one of the re-releases, yeah. the, the tagline was, he'll have you in a dither with his zither. <laughs> oh, no. That's crazy. I, I did wonder, actually, what did you think of the score? Because when I was watching this back, I was so like, oh, this is the one thing that might grate there with you. Are, um, because it's very prominent, like overly prominent, I is, felt, in yeah. some places, and it's a bit too much. And I thought, oh, this uh, might... There know. is one scene where I thought it was quite out of place like mm. it's quite a serious scene but the music is almost comic yeah and it just didn't that didn't work but in general I, I like the theme as well and I felt mm. I was humming it for a couple of days afterwards mm. um, I'm trying to find yeah it's a fantastic sound the zither I think it just fits it beautifully mm. um, Michael Pierce, who we'll come back to later yes. for obvious reasons mm-hmm. has sent us a review of The Third Man awesome I haven't read this yet. It just says, The Third Man. Okay. What an amazing film. Well, that's a good start. Yeah. This film is one of my favourites, and every time I see it, it moves a bit further up my uh, best films of all time list. Mm. First off, the theme tune is amazing. Every time I see it, I end up humming the tune for the next couple of days. Although I think everything in this film is outstanding, it's Orson Welles that steals it for me. Mm. He has one of the greatest entrances of any character in the history of cinema, and every moment he's on screen is electrifying, and you can't take your eyes off him. Mm. The cuckoo clock scene is perfect and was also an ad lib. Yeah, apparently so. Yes. There's a bit of debate as to how much of it was an ad lib, ad lib but yes. uh, yeah, 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 it was, yeah. Uh, it's one of my favourite scenes of all time. What amazes me most about this film is that Orson Welles only did this for the money so he could complete one of the films he was directing. A world away from Michael Caine in Jaws of Revenge, who, only did, who also <laughs> only did that for the money. <laughs> oh, he also says, keep up the great work. The podcast is always a highlight of the week. Awesome. On good. weeks when we actually do them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, I should leave that open and just a little bit of admin on the show. One second, yeah. just got to change notes. Are we getting a kill zone? Might edit this up. Yep. Oh yeah, we're doing kill zone, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so you need to recap this. I do. Um, kill zone is yes. unfortunately titled. Yeah. Uh, it's better under its Chinese chi- title, which is Sharpo Lang, yeah. and Sharpo and Lang refer to three stars in Chinese astrology. Uh, which can be either good or evil depending on where they appear in the heavens at any given point. How how this applies to the film is, just scroll through my notes by mistake, Uh, we have um, Simon Yam uh, playing Chan Kwok Chung, who's a Hong Kong police inspector who's dedicated his career to putting Sama Hung's character Wong Po, a massive, notorious triad, massive in many ways, (laughs) triad boss behind bars. Um, He thinks he has Wong kind of Bang to rights, uh, but Wong uh, gets off in court after his assassin murders the, the 
the the main witness. Yeah. Um. Uh. Chan is told he has a brain tumor. Uh. Doesn't have long to live. So that he so he really redoubles his efforts to try and bring down Wong. Uh. And. Uh. He'll do anything to do it. Mm. Um. The third prong of this is uh Mark Wan, played by Johnny Yen. Johnny Yen? Johnny Yen. Donnie Yen. No, Donnie Yen. Uh, who uh, shows up, who's a police officer from another precinct. He's there to replace Chan, who's about to retire, uh, and kind of gets caught up in Chan's thirst for revenge, shall we call it? Yeah. Um, so there we go. Uh, like, all of the characters are kind of shades of grey rather than good or evil. So yeah. um, Yam's character is a, a good cop, who, but... He's generally a good cop, but he's willing to do anything to put this one guy away. Yeah. And I mean anything. Mm. Um, Samo Hung's character is, on the surface of it, an evil triad boss, but yeah. absolutely dotes on his wife and his newborn son. Yeah. Um, and uh, Donnie Yen, is his character is, he's trying to essentially escape the shadow of when he went much too far in the line of duty yeah. in years past. Mm. And they all kind of swell around one another yeah um that's about it really uh-huh. um over to tom <laughs> i'm gonna start by saying i didn't really like it okay um i think my problem with it really was like you say the characters are all sort of shades of gray but then it didn't kind of there was nothing that helped you attach to a particular character mm. so i didn't have that much interest like i didn't really care who came out on top mm. because i just didn't because obviously, you know, you've got the two effectively good guys mm. who have done bad things, but they don't really kind of make them justifiable enough mm. to make it uh, to make you want to side with them. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So I kind of I, what I found was because I I didn't engage in the characters, I then found that the movie itself then did things very specifically designed to make you feel a certain thing at a certain time, mm. but it seemed really obvious that that's what it was trying to do mm, okay. so for example there were there were there are certain scenes that just like punch you in the face with i'm telling you this now because in two scenes time this person's gonna die right and, and we want you to feel bad about that and it was kind of like oh, yeah all right and uh, so for me i was just kind of like uh, the plot didn't really i don't know what it felt like was they were trying to make a Takeshi Kitano movie and failed. I see. I, see. I get you. Yeah. They didn't have his kind of like. We haven't done any of those yet, have we? We haven't, no. Oh, okay. And it didn't right. have. You know, the way he kind of brilliantly brings those sorts of characters mm. into that plot and, and yeah. makes them work. They just. It just didn't for me. And mm. I, you know. Okay. But what I. Th- you know, some of the fight stuff was really mm. good. I thought the stuff between Donnie and Samo was really fast. At the end. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even the first little pre sort of scuffle when. Samo's got the Pink Panther. Yes. Some of that, that is, is that just is, that ridiculously is, quick. I and did like, struggle not to burst out laughing at the sight of Samo Hung. And he's kind of like a red wine coloured suit <laughs> yeah. clutching a Pink Panther toy, kicking the shit out of police officers. Yeah. The, although the thing, that, the thing that made me laugh was the first thing up was that this is an, <laughs> the one of the production companies is called ABBA Movie. Yeah, I saw that. And I was just like, please let Samo be, uh, be Benny and Donnie be Bjorn. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, that kind of ties in with like Donnie Yen's first scene when the note I've written is Donnie Yen arrives from the seventies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Also, this is meant to most. The bulk of this is set in nineteen ninety-seven. Yes, yeah. And there's ads for an iPod in the background. No, I didn't notice that. Um, there, you know, it's just kind of weird. What I found is also a bit, it was a bit. It's really brutal, and mm. it just seemed a bit brutal for being brutal's sake. Mm. Uh, and like so it didn't get to the point where that meant anything it was just mm. over the top yeah um, and there's some stuff in it where I was just like well that seems a bit well, why did they do that there's mm. no need for it a prime example is uh, when uh, Simon Yam first faces off on, against Samo on the road mm. Um Samo gets out and to get his golf clubs out he doesn't open the door to his own car he just, he just punches, punches through the window, the window. Yeah. he's like why did you do that yeah, I know and I was just like, you know there was little things like that that kind of made me think oh okay and you know even in the first 10 minutes they've already covered brain tumours and miscarriages and yeah. kind of, that kind of sets up where yeah, it's going yeah, from there I guess so. and you know so it just kind of keep, keeps going in that, that kind of vein really um, so yeah it didn't really kind of apart from the the good choreography in the fight sequences mm. it didn't really kind of pull me i think we've covered much better donnie in movies on the on the show yeah oh yeah i'll watch it man and flashpoint mm. be on this to be honest i picked yeah. this up because it was cheap because i'd heard good <laughs> yeah, things yeah. it was cheap yeah um I like and who fact, doesn't want to see donnie M fight so much well absolutely yeah yeah and i i think it was like one of those things you just sitting there watching going oh this could be so good mm. and it, i know uh, maybe it's just me that didn't engage mm. and maybe i just didn't quite click at the right moment or maybe i missed a few subtitles that you know yeah that kind of twisted the, the context i did say um, last week in the final fight scene uh yeah. samo hung who was 53 at the time takes a couple of falls that mm. men that big and that old should not be taking yeah that's there's one pretty... where he hits he hits the the ridge on the back of the sofa mm. with his shoulders yeah and kind of folds up and because it's samo hung you can't really stunt double him he's no. in a very particular shape so it's quite obviously him doing it yeah, yeah, it's and really it quite just, full it on. Really looked like it hurts. Yeah, they so and, it, and what I liked about the fight sequences, I don't know if they were if the, they, there's obviously a couple of bits with a few assisting wires. Yeah, not like full on crazy yeah, wire yeah. work, but you know, just support a bit of weight. Mm. Um, but there's you know, like I said, the speed of it, there mm. doesn't seem to be any kind of undercranking of the camera or anything like that to to speed it up. It genuinely feels. No, well, that's that what quick. we talked about that with it, man, didn't we? Yeah, because there's the there's the yen versus ten fight scene in that yes. where he's fighting off the ten karate guys mm. an, an incredible speed yeah yeah it's pretty pretty phenomenal um i do think that samuel hung should do more of this type of role yes he's absolutely. got a, he's got a real presence when it comes yes. to just being like i'm scared of him see this and is i'm just thing. watching him through a screen i well i thought the 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 acting was actually really pretty good. Mm. I, I mean, particularly Samo and uh, Simon Yam, mm. and it, it. But it just what the characters just I didn't engage yeah, yeah. with. It. Do you know what I mean? It was kind. Of, it was it's, probably, act, it's acting and action that's too good for the story it's in. Yeah, well, not even just the script. I think. Yeah. I, I think it. You know, it, that's what it comes down to. Mm. Is it just? I mean, it's only what just it's just about ninety minutes. Yeah, and I do wonder if. Some of the stuff that should have been built up subtly mm. was chopped out and to keep it moving. To keep it moving because yeah. it does go through a hell of a pace. Yeah, I don't know if this is a different cut to that was actually released Maybe. in Hong Kong. Maybe because this uh, it's mostly got a Western release off the back of doing really well at the Toronto Film Festival that right. year. Right. Okay. Um, and maybe like 
Um, mm. Oh, it's got it's got uh, the Weinstein name on the front, hasn't yes, it? Yes, it has. And they yeah. are known for hacking bits out of Hong Kong movies. Mm. Yeah, I do. F- I did kind of feel it was a bit like. And I think a prime example of this, that this is that there's a scene. So two of the cops uh, go to a square. Uh, one of them, it's Father's Day, and mm. one of them is reuniting with his daughter for the first time in ten years, mm. and they're sitting having a conversation. And the other one, who is estranged from his parents, decides to call home. Mm. And you have this scene where, and this is what I mean by being a bit ham-fisted. Mm. The first thing the daughter says to the dad is, "If it was your last day on earth, what would you want to do?" And yeah. he's like, "Oh right, okay." So he's going <laughs> to die in like ten minutes, and. And then you know the other guy's ringing his mum and dad and saying hi, how are you? How is, how is the old man? And mm. you 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 obviously infer from the conversation that that he and his his dad do not get on. Yeah. And she reveals, oh, he died a month ago, so yeah. you've got no one to be annoyed at anymore. And he yeah. gets a bit upset about that because mm. he realizes you know he's missed out. Um, and then within I think two seconds of the daughter leaving the square, the dude on the phone has been stabbed three times and is. <laughs> like choking on his own blood yep. and the other one just the guy he runs up and just stabs him in the gut and slits his throat and that's it and it's kind of like well okay you could have built you know you could have built that up to that a bit mm. more effectively and it just kind of felt a bit like oh all right and because uh, you get to that point you just you kind of don't really care that mm. that's happened because it happens so fast mm. so yeah, it's, but the dude with the blonde, the really awful blonde hair and his little sword. Yes. Yeah, he he tended to get the most over the top brutal stuff. I thought. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, well, he's supposed to be the he. He's very messy for a hired assassin. I think. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like a psychopath kind of mm. guy, isn't he? And it, it's like, okay, I get that, but it's just yeah, mm. just seemed a bit much sometimes, for Thank no reason. Think. Yeah, that's well, it. Right. Well, I, I, I tell you what, you know, we should talk about the ending. That I did not see coming. <laughs> how did after all of that? How did you not? <laughs> no, I do. I really didn't. Right. So, okay. so uh, Samo's been flattened by Donnie Yen. <laughs> yeah. Simon Yang is ha- Yam is hanging by his wrists yeah. in Samo's bar club. Yeah. Uh, and Donnie decides he's behind the bar and he's a bit knack and he decides he's going to pour the two of them a drink. Yeah. And in the middle of pouring the drink, Samo Hung comes roaring back from the dead, <laughs> yeah. grabs him and throws him out the window. <laughs> yeah. And then Donnie Yen falls to his death. Yes. He lands on a car, yes. which happens to contain Samo's wife, wife and son, uh, wife and baby son, whom he crushes. Yes, and then Samo's like, "Oh crap!" and sits down and crying. Mm. Uh, Simon Yam's character obviously then gets let go. Mm. We never find out what happens to Samo, other than the fact he sits there crying. Mm. Cut to a couple of weeks later, and Sam, uh, Simon Yam's on the beach with his goddaughter, just sits down and dies. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, that was cheery." <laughs> It's a happy movie. I know. I was just like, wow, that is ridiculous. <laughs> really All right, so maybe this one doesn't get the seal of approval. No, no, afraid not. Um, it does have some... What? Oh, go on, okay. No, uh, it does have some funny titles from elsewhere in the world. I can imagine it, does Yep. In Hungary, it was The Reception and Arrival. What, what does that know. even relate I don't know. to? I don't know. Right, okay. Finland, Hong Kong Force. Okay, that's your generic Hong Kong action title. In Spain, Jewel of Dragons. Yeah, it's not too bad. It sounds like a Jackie Chan film. And in China, Kill the Broken Wolf. Okay. Who's the wolf? I don't know. But they're all a bit broken, aren't they? Well, yeah. Nobody in the uh, Have You Seen listenership has seen this movie. Yeah, I wouldn't bother, to be honest. (laughs) Unless you like... We have have indeed covered better Donnie Yen Yeah, no. I mean, like I said, you know, maybe find... See if the the fight scenes are on YouTube. Watch them. Yeah, all right. I think that's yeah, kind of where might, we're at with this one. I might give my DVD to Computer Exchange. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, which leads us on to matinee. Yes. Uh, as pitched by Michael Pierce. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say last week, but that's slightly inaccurate. No, last last episode. episode. Let's go with that. Well, no, actually pitched ages ago. Yes, ages ago, to get yeah. a DVD. Yeah, uh, because it's not readily available in this country for less than an exorbitant sum. Yeah, I think didn't we work out that it was it was what three or four months between get receiving this email yeah. and actually pitching. So if you have pitched a movie, we will get round to it. Maybe. Uh, well, we will. It's just you know. Finding a tracking find, some of them down is a bit difficult. Exactly, tracking them down and then finding a copy that we can watch, and mm. then also then both getting time to watch it. Um, but we do we love getting listener pictures. We do. So um, please continue to send them, and we will work our way through them as and um, when. I should probably let me find Switch your notes. Uh, no, oh, well, I found the note, but I don't actually have a um... the the pitch that we had. Oh, shit, no, I have completely lost the pitch. So if you want to hear the pitch. You should download episode 78 <laughs> yes. uh, and listen to... Um, well, we can recap what the film's about because we've both watched it now. Why don't you do that? Because I don't actually have any notes <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll forget things. Fine, okay. Um, so Matinee is set uh, in Key West during the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962. Um, and in fact, it's set in fact on the day that kind of sets set, off. It yeah. kicks off, yeah. yeah. Um, our... Lead character is a young lad called Gene. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dad is in the Navy and is sent off to be part of the blockade that's um, enforcing the embargoes on uh, Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a huge fan of monster movies and at his local cinema are going to premiere a new movie called Mant, which is made by uh, John Goodman's character, uh, Lawrence Woolsey. Lawrence Woolsey, and he's this kind of schlock horror producer guy, like a, like a Henry Castle type. Yeah, kind of just will do anything to get a scare mm. out of the audience and that kind of stuff. Um, and he's he's coming in person to introduce this movie, and it's going to uh, be accompanied by all of his uh, tricks and yes. toys that yeah, he yeah. has. Um, uh, a Tomo Vision, yeah, and uh, uh, Rumble Rama, Rumble Rama, yeah. yeah, and all sorts of things and like a bloke this. in a mant costume, yeah. Um, I really like the ant's legs that were sticking out the yes, front of the cinema. Yeah, actually. absolutely. Um, it, so that's kind of the basic premise, and you, so you've you've kind of got a weird little trio of stories going on. Mm. You've got Wolseley coming to show off his movie, mm. which is this new exciting thing. Uh, you've got uh, Gene. Uh, kind of interacting with him and his love of the movies mm. and then you've got his his interaction with his friends and the fact that they're they're sort of you know young teenagers and they're trying to get dates with girls mm. and it's kind of very much that sort of 60s americana but then it's all yeah. set against this kind of backdrop of terror that is the cuban missile crisis mm. um so that's that's kind of i think i've summed it up yeah. enough there yeah I? see you did a better job than i would have right um yeah I, what did you think of it um I think it's very much a film of two halves. Right. Okay. The first half bored the piss out of me. Really? Yeah. I have. We talked about this when we talked about Stand by Me. Yeah. Apple Pie Americana does nothing for me. Yeah. That's whatsoever. Right, yeah. Um, and so the first half is all set up, and I found it quite tedious to the point right. where I did something I don't do when we're watching films like this. I wandered off to do something else. Oh, really? I was faffing about on my computer and right. making snacks. Like my living room is living room, yeah. kitchen, study, all in one. Yeah. So I can still hear what's going on, yeah. but I just wasn't sitting down and paying attention to it. Right. The second half, mm. once they get into the cinema, yes. is really good. Yeah. 
<laughs> See, I re- but annoyingly, you need that you need 45 setup, minutes yeah, yeah. of boring setup yeah. to make the other half work. Yeah. I really enjoyed all of it. Mm. I, I really, really liked it, actually. And it was, um, I, what I particularly like, there's a lot of use of, use of some footage from a movie uh, called Them, mm. which is a 1950s or 40s uh, horror, horror B movie mm. where uh, an atomic uh, explosion causes ants to become gigantic mm. uh, and it's actually it sounds stupid but it's actually a really good film mm. and it's one I've considered pitching you really? funny okay. enough go for it because um, I, I came out of this thinking I really want to see Mant yeah well I, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll uh, I think, do I have a copy of them I think I might or I've, or it's on one of the Netflixes. We'll check it out. We'll have a look. Yeah, but no, we should watch it at some mm. point because it's, uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It's use, it uses sound in a really interesting way, and some of the sound effects are from mm. from them as well. Um, yeah, what I, what for me, I think I really liked about it is it felt like a feature length episode of Eerie Indiana. Which is something I've never seen. No, and I used to love it as a kid. And it, funny enough, features the lead kid from Eerie is Indiana. Is that Stan? Is that Stan, right. yeah. And the lead guy is actually an English yeah, guy who's yeah, in Grange Hill. Who seems to have given up acting. I yeah. looked him up on IMDb. He kind of just stopped acting about... 2002, I think it was yeah, his last yeah. thing. Yeah. He's only like... Now, he's only like 37. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you who else I saw in this. Mm. Naomi Watts is in it. Is you she? know, Yeah, you know the shopping cart movie? Yeah. Like the terrible children's yes. film. Yeah, the woman in that is Naomi is Watts. It? Yeah. Ha, amazing. I didn't notice that. I do, well, it was I only it. in the credits, and I right. thought, "Oh yeah, it is." And then I wondered, is she purposely doing a shit American accent? <laughs> yeah. I one of the things I loved about this was those were the movies yes. within a movie. Yeah, they yeah. were just absolutely perfectly done. Yeah, and you can tell. I mean, obviously, this is would have been Joe, Joe Dante's Dante era, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this is like well. Joe Dante was an editor mm. on movies like this for yeah. Roger Corman. Mm. So, it, you know, he knows these movies inside mm. out. So for him to, to, to kind of do this, he's the perfect person to mm. do this, really. He's very good at... Um, his thing is mo- movies with a teenage lead. Like, yes. Not kids' films, but kids' films about kids. Yeah, well, prime examples, Gremlins, yeah. uh, Small Soldiers, yeah. this, and uh, there was another one I thought of, I can't remember what it well, was. Well, the one I've thought of, which I don't know if you've seen, is The Hole, which is, was quite recently. No, I released a couple of years ago. No, I I've haven't. seen it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's Essentially, it's a kid's horror film. Mm. Um, and it's it's pretty scary in places. Yeah, I'd like uh, to see I've that, seen it and I like it. I might see if I can dig it out from somewhere. I think that's on a Netflix. I think it's on a Netflix as well. I might rewatch it and see if it uh, yeah. see if it's as good as I think it is. Yeah, but what I like about this is also they cover not only do they kind of cover this that sort of like you say um, apple pie americana mm. is that you know where they kind of really cover the the atomic threat and the sort mm. of stupidity of some of the stuff they had, were told to duck do. and cover the duck and cover yeah. stuff, and they also cover racial segregation as well. They do, which is yeah, like very briefly, very but briefly. It, yeah, but it's kind of like it's, it's nice you know that I was watching get that thrown scene. in. I was watching yeah. that scene. The first thing I did was I stopped watching her and started watching the extras to see if they'd accidentally put a black one in. <laughs> right, yeah. So that's what I thought. I thought that was really kind of nice that those sorts of things were brought in in a bit, a bit like in the way in Paranorman, mm. where you've got that final reveal of the big of, brother. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, I, th- I like the way things are done like that, where there's it's not really a big deal made out of it, but it's just kind of presented as fact. Yeah, yeah. and this is how things are. Mm. Um, but like I said, I did think that the scene where basically an air they're in the school and the air raid siren goes off and they're told to run out into the corridor and they basically just sort of curl up in a ball on the floor yep. and look down. Yeah, 
And it's like, that's what they've been told to do. Yeah. And there's one girl who's just like, why are you doing this? How is this going to stop a nuclear blast? Mm. Um, I also like the fact that the girl that says all of that, her parents insist like she calls them by their first names. Yes. And they're obviously very kind of sort of like Liberal. left-wing yeah, liberals. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was kind of nice and amusing. Um, but yeah, I, I, like you say, I think the set, like once, it, once they start watching Mant mm. it's just it really picks up really great it? yeah one of my favourite moments is when um, John Goodman and the owner of a large cinema chain come into the back of mm. the cinema and there's a young couple sitting in front of them yeah and John Goodman just gently strokes the ear of the boy mm. and the boy thinks it's the girl so he puts his arm around and leans in for a kiss and then John Goodman just steals a massive handful of popcorn <laughs> yes I just thought that is brilliant there was, uh, there's a great bit where he's trying to get the money out of the cinema manager yeah, he's, yes. he's like, you know, I want to be paid up front for both showings, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he's like, Mr. Worsley, we've never shorted anyone. And Goodman replies, really? Well, you should learn how. Yeah. He, yeah. Gets, all the good, he gets all the best stuff. He does. I really like his character. That yeah. He's this kind of, you know, you know, he, he's he's a, a kind of a salesman and a mm. bit of a con artist, really. Um, we should kind of say that, that things like the Rumble Rama and Atomovision and all that basically are things like um, electric shock buzzers in the seats yes. uh, and um, like really high level speakers that mm. make things rumble and you know there's he's got things like uh, sparks going off and fog machines mm. going and all of that kind of stuff which uh, you know it's almost what what now is put forward as 4d yeah you know yeah yeah it's a it's a universal theme park ride isn't it yeah yeah very much so which are, you know it's it's kind of like it's it's fun watching that kind of you know they were pushing to make anything yeah work to get people into the cinemas mm. Um, to you know, and I, I love the fact you know he had paid actors who would come and lobby against the movie outside yes. to generate. Kind I of recognised the little stuff. one. And I couldn't think. What oh, I'd it seen was because he's in pretty much every Joe Dante movie. Ah, uh, he's one of those guys. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, the guy who played the general in Mant, I've seen in a bunch of stuff as well. Yes, yeah, quite a lot of them are, are recurring. Mm. Uh, I think that the the small guy you're referring to has been in like a hundred and eighty-five movies. That wouldn't surprise me. So I mean, it, the, yeah, I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head, but he's in, he's in a lot of mm. stuff. Uh, like I say, most Joe. I think he's in. I think he's in Gremlins, and he's in. Um, Small soldiers. I mm. think. Something I did like is even the stock and the processing of the film. Yes, looked like it was from the sixties. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it really did feel like that. And mm. uh, um, yeah, it just it it really had a Joe Dante feel about mm. it. Yeah, which you know, it's not until really kind of seeing this that you kind of go back and think, oh yeah, he does have a really distinct mm. style. Mm. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually written anything else. No, I, I haven't written a huge amount. The only other things that uh, I think that the you've got the kid, Harvey, hmm. who who's like the the rebel without a cause. Yeah, his yeah. beat poems. Are yes, just brilliant. They are so bad. They are just so brilliantly yeah. bad. That was he was when he showed up. That was the mo my moment of despair because it's like we're forty five minutes in and you're still introducing new characters. Yeah, yeah. And then like, um, what's her name? Is it Shirley, his girlfriend, ex girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Who Quite I don't know if that's Jean. her name, but yeah, 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 yeah. And she suddenly develops a little brother. Yeah, who and it's like, no, I don't need any more kids <laughs> in this film. I don't need any more characters. We've got enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had seen some of this before. I had seen uh, right. quite a lot of the second half before, actually. Oh, okay, um, but that's a good bit. Yeah. So, um, but you're talking about um, scenes in that cinema. Mm. One of the bits I really like is um, 
Harvey gets hired. Well, he's the only person who shows up for auditions to wear the Mant costume. That's right, yeah. So he has to operate all the electricals mm. and then at various points run out into the audience. Yeah. Uh, and the people on the screen are commenting on what he's doing. Yes. And he, ru- a- he runs out... Uh, uh, and he's just kind of standing there looking confused and the guy on the screen is going oh what's he doing that woman why won't he put that nurse down and he's like nowhere near any females yeah. lifts up his lifts up the the, the hat yeah. part, the, the helmet part yeah. spots um, John Goodman's wife dresses a nurse at the back yeah. puts it down goes picks her up and yeah. carries her out the cinema yeah I did I did love all of that it's mm. such a great silly idea to mm. do movies that way and, and you know the and there was a the whole thing with her as the nurse and all the kids like getting scrapes and cuts and going up and saying, nurse, can you help? And she's just like, no, whatever, yeah. just go away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he fainted. And, and yeah. 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 Um, but no, I really liked it. I enjoyed all of it. I, I just kind of, you know. Yeah, I like, like I said, I, d- I didn't care for the first half, but right. I really, I really enjoyed this. I thought it really yeah. picked up once mm. it kind of, once it got to the cinema. Yeah. Um, alternative titles. Yeah. In France slash Portugal. Panic on Florida Beach. Mm-hmm. In Denmark, Panic Premiere. Right. And in Brazil, A Crazy Session. <laughs> that's an awful title I know. for anything. What That's something that always makes me laugh is like um, movies where anything slightly out of the ordinary happens yeah. when they go to another country, always called Crazy Something. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Um, uh, we also on Facebook have my wife wrote a, a little message about because it. you forced us to watch all of these films. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she said uh, really enjoyed Matinee. Can't believe I hadn't seen it. Had a ve- had a very eighties feel about it, despite being made in the nineties in classic Joe Dante. Hmm. And I think it, it does... wasn't made far into the nineties. Ninety three, isn't it? Yeah, but I think she it does have quite an eighties feel to that style, even though it's set in the 60s. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a very yeah, odd... kind of. I, it's difficult to describe why it has an f- 80s feel to it, but mm. it definitely does. Mm. We also have a review from the man who pitched it to us, oh, Michael awesome. Pierce. Brilliant. Who says... He doesn't start this as well as the third man review. He says, I have to apologise for this review in advance. <laughs> okay. Uh, as it's probably going to be a bit vague, as it's quite a while since I saw the film. It was funny listening to you during the pitch for this on the previous episode as I'd always had the same thoughts about it. I remember when this came out the cinema seeing the trailer, wanting to see it and never did. Mm. I also kept seeing it at the video store and never renting it. <laughs> Even once regrettably <laughs> renting Police Academy 7 instead. Oh, oh, oh. Out of all the Police Academies, wow. The first half of this film was okay, but took a while to get going. The second half is what made it worth watching. It harks back to an era of cinema when it was being threatened by television and so the cinema owners had to make going to the cinema an event uh, mm. and what an event this film showing is. Yeah. Uh, second half especially, the film screening was hilarious and I like how they made everyone think they had to sign a waiver as they entered. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's reminded me a lot of other Joe Dante movies, Gremlins 1 and 2 and Small Soldiers especially. Mm. Uh, I feel the director is great with special effects but is weak with the human relationship and this f- film does suffer from that as well. Mm. Uh, final couple of points, the Disney parody at the cinema... Uh, was fantastic and John Goodman's brilliant. Uh, it's a shame this has generally been forgotten. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, uh, like I said, I'm going to have a look and see if I can find the whole because I remember being pre- pleasantly surprised. Shall I try that again? Yeah, I remember being pleasantly surprised by it. Um, but <laughs> unfortunately, the title when it came out was <laughs> Joe Dante's Hole in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> which um, doesn't yeah. inspire you to want to watch it. <laughs> no, it Not really, really doesn't. No. Oh, if you can find a 3D copy. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I saw it in 3D. 
Right. Uh, because it was some kind of like free or subsidized screening for something or other I was at. Oh, I okay. thought, oh, I got two hours to kill. Why not? Yeah. Uh, and went along with my mate and we saw it. Mm. Um, but I don't know if it was made available on home formats in 3D. Well, yeah, Netflix does 3D streaming. So if it's just UN, US Netflix, the version on there might be in 3D. Mm, it might be. I'll Although that in... does struggle a little bit with the stream. Does it? Yeah. I should do an investiga- some investigations. Would you like to pitch okay. a movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shall we say that this is because this is episode 79 and I was born in the glorious year of 1979, uh, we're going to pitch movies from 1979. Yeah. As we each managed to find one the other hadn't seen. Yes. Uh, so do you want to Yeah, I'll go, go first. Go for it. Um, this is one of those... I, I'm going to be upfront here. This is one of those movies that I, I like, I enjoy. It's, it's not one I love but it fits the remit for the show, and it's more of one of those movies where you go, I can't believe you haven't seen it. Yeah. And you probably should see it, just to have seen it. Even if you, <laughs> do, right. even if you don't like it, you should have seen this <laughs> film. Um, because it's it's kind of iconic in its own right, and mm. I'm sure there's going to be stuff you hate about it. Mm. Uh, and in actual fact, this is a beginning of a whole franchise of movies, and I think the one you would like best would be the second one. Okay. Um, so I'm going to pitch you Alien. Aha. Um, Because, like I said, I can't believe you've never seen it. I can tell you I haven't seen it. (laughs) Because for years and years and years, I was worried I was going to be scared. (laughs) Really? Because I've seen clips and the imagery. Because it came out in 79, so it would have hit home video in the 80s. That's true, yes. So I've seen like clips and bits of it and all kinds and, you know, various sequels. Well, I mean, I didn't see it until... I I mean, I probably didn't... In fact, I probably saw the second one first. Mm. In fact, I don't think I saw this one until fairly recently. I mean, in the last sort of five or six years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I still can't believe you've, you you haven't seen any of them, let alone the first no, one. No, it just kind of, I didn't, I've never been a fan of gore. I'm not really into that in movies. The funny thing is, though, this isn't that gory. No, but the se- the series as a whole yeah. kind of does yeah, yeah, get they, that way, I do believe. Well, uh, but... I kind of it's I so like I've, I'd uh, maybe as I was a kid I probably would have seen the clip of the chestburster coming out yeah. of John Hurt's chest and I'm thinking fuck that I <laughs> yeah, don't right. ever <laughs> no, want to see that yeah. no I can understand and it's just that. something that kind of drifted away it was like equally I've never seen a Godfather movie but yeah, not oh, for reasons of gore yeah. equally, I've never seen a Rocky movie that oh, oh, we well, are well, going to get so many letters well I, yeah I've seen I've seen the first I haven't watched any of the sequels I've seen the first Rocky yeah, hmm. should be pretty good so we'll probably cover that um it's just a shame that's 78. Yeah. Um, or is it earlier than that? No, it's earlier than that. It's earlier, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so anyway, we'll get, let's go back to Alien. Yeah. So um, maybe you will like this one, because I don't... This is creepy as hell. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, it's only really that scene that I would say is gory. Right. Uh, the horror mostly comes from the unknown. Yeah. So one of the things I really like about it is the fact it taps into that. You know that feeling, even if you're in a house you've lived in for 20 years, yeah. when it's pitch black and you've, like, you say you've gone downstairs in the middle of the night to get a drink or something and you're kind of walking back, there's still that kind of, I'm not entirely sure I know that exactly what's in here. You yeah. kind of that oh, tiny no, little creeping like, I, like, down. I live in I live in a two room flat. Right? Yeah. So I get out of bed. I walk. That my hallway is maybe four paces maximum. Yeah. And if I go into the kitchen to get 
a drink of water in the middle of the night, I always turn the light on. Yeah. Well, well mostly because I might bang my leg up or something. But. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're quite clumsy. I so. am. Um, but my point is that, you know, that kind of, even if you, it's not that you're frightened, it's just that tiny little bit of doubt. Yeah. That kind uh, of, that creeping yeah, maybe, little... Maybe there could be an axe murderer in the corner. Yeah, yeah. and it, is, it kind of plays... It doesn't help that we've made a bunch of short films no, where that's, that's yeah, exactly that, that happens. Yeah. Well, so this has got that kind of... It's got it plays on that fear, mm. uh, even though you know you know it's set in space. It's in a completely unfamiliar setting, and it's a completely unfamiliar like you know the concept of this alien is yeah. is, is new within this film. Mm. Um, it kind of plays on fears that you can experience any day, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is why it works. So, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to yeah. it now. Uh, and you have, uh, you know, you know, watching this at like 12 noon on a Sunday, no, you've got to watch this at night. I'm watching first thing in the morning <laughs> with the lights on and a big bowl of popcorn. Um, so uh, the basic plot mm. is um, the there's a, a mining ship called the Nostromo um, and the crew are in stasis as it travels thousands of miles from destination a to b i imagine it'd be more than a few thousand whatever it is yeah. then it's never specified i think they're on their way home maybe okay. I don't know. um and for some reason they're woken up out of their stasis mm. uh because they have uh received a what could be a distress beacon of some sort mm-hmm. completely unexpected and part of one of the things in their contracts is if there is any kind of distress beacon or unidentified kind of possible alien life form or whatever they have to go and investigate it mm-hmm. um that seems like a horrible clause to have in a contract yeah, exactly like- yeah the contracts we've signed at our work, I don't want that. No, no. If you're out on a shoot and there might be some alien activity, go and have a look. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the really the basic premise of it. Um, it's got a really top-notch cast when you look at it. Um, mm. You've got, um, obviously, you've got Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. as Ripley, um, who's the third officer. Mm. Um, you've got Tom Skerritt, who's the commander. He's, he plays a guy called Dallas. Um, you've got John Hurt. Mm-hmm. Um You've got uh, Yafit Koto, who uh, you might... He's best known for being a Bond villain, isn't he? Yeah, from Live and Let Die. Mm. Um, Harry Dean Stanton Mm -hmm. um, uh, and Ian Holm. Mm. uh, And then there's another woman called uh, Veronica Cartwright. And that's the entire cast. Mm -hmm. Um, And and what I like about this is that, you know, you think of sci-fi and you think of things like like Star Wars and Star Trek and that was kind of what was around at this time mm. and all the spaceships were kind of gleaming and clean mm. and this you know and this is like it's a dirty working spaceship yeah. and there's grunk and steam and water and you know it, it's kind of just it's a real kind of uh, industrial environment mm. and they're just like um, Ian Holm is the the only like sort of science officer mm. Um but you know you've got Harry Dean Stanton and Yafit Koto who are just basically the grunts that do the work, mm-hmm. and they're just like literally working guys, and they're they're always lobbying that they should get more pay and all, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, you, there's there's there are a couple of things that you can tell it's a, a movie well movie from the seventies mm. slash eighties is the fact that they're in deep space yet they still smoke, <laughs> um, which is always one of the things. It's like I, you know I know Ridley Scott likes to get his cinematography in that kind of foggy yeah, yeah. kind of nice lighting and all of that kind of stuff and it's like it does seem like a particularly bad idea. To <laughs> yes, yeah, sparking one up. Yeah, so there might be a few little things like that which you know to a nineteen seventy nine audience would be completely natural because then you could smoke an aeroplane 
planes, yeah. you could smoke on yeah. the tube, you know. So it still takes me fine. back now when I see movies and people are smoking in restaurants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like something that that Which, seeing if it you now, live outside seems... the UK, you might not know. You can't do that here no, anymore. No. Um, so on the Blu-ray that I've given you, there are two cuts. There's the 79 theatrical and the 2003 director's cut. Okay. Uh, the director's cut is six minutes shorter. Okay. Uh, I don't know what was cut out. I can't remember which ones I've watched. Although for this show, I deliberately watched the 79 theatrical. So release. let's do that. I, I shall make sure I do that. Let's keep it yeah. authentic and, and yeah. Well, 1979. I figured you know we're doing 79, so yeah. let's watch okay. that version of the movie. Um, so yeah, there are probably going to you know there's a couple of tiny dodgy visual effects here mm-hmm. and there, and there's a couple you know things like the smoking in space. Mm. But if you those aside, yeah, um, I the the look is Ridley Scott, so it looks amazing. The uh, acting is superb because mm. he's assembled a really really good cast. The the premise is great, mm-hmm. um, and it is genuinely unnerving. Um, and I always find it unnerving when I watch it. Hmm. Um, well, this is going to be interesting. It'll be yeah. another test because I've never liked a Ridley Scott film. Right. I'm much more a Tony Scott man. Yeah, I think I would I would actually agree with you there. Um, it, I only w- managed to watch all of Blade Runner fairly recently. Oh, I almost got thrown out of my film studies class for not liking Blade Runner. And, I, and it, I, seriously, it's taken me 15 years and probably 10 goes to finish that film and mm. enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll, it's nice to look at. I'll, I'll yeah. switch it on and just have the, like the postcards on the TV. Yeah. But. So that's is this is the thing. I wonder whether you would much enjoy, much more enjoy James Cameron's version of this universe, which is the is Aliens. Yeah. Um, so I, that that might be an interesting experiment to to okay. kind of do. When we get to episode eighty six. Yes. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so that was kind of uh, it'll be interesting to see, but I, I tend to prefer the first one because I like that kind of more sort of moody, mm-hmm. slower sci-fi. You know, we thing. often say you like slow, boring sci-fi. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I, I'd imagine that there's one or two listeners that will want to chip in on this one, possibly Pete. I Hammond. know, I know, G- at given least his... one person for whom this is their favourite movie. Okay, well, g- given that Pete is always on at me about Prometheus, I'm assuming he has a bit of an affinity <laughs> to the other alien movies. So hopefully, we'll get Mr. Some Hammond. Intre- yeah, we'll get some feedback from him. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll, I won't go through the rest of my notes okay. until until uh, we we review it. But uh, yeah, like I say, I, I it's again it's one of those movies. I'm not sure if you're going to like it or not. Mm. I think you might like aspects of it, mm. um, but like you need to see it just to see it. Fair enough. You know, let's let's fill a gap in my cinema yeah, absolutely, knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to fill a gap in your <sighs> cinema knowledge. <laughs> okay. Um, I. <laughs> you made uh, that sound so filthy. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where the cameras are off. Uh, I uh, didn't really have a film from 1979 to pitch yeah. you. And well, I was scrolling through. Go on. I was going to say, we, we were kind of, when we came out with this idea, I remember us both going through the list. Yeah. As, oh, we've seen that, seen yeah, that, yeah. seen that, seen that. Covered that on the podcast. Yeah, covered yeah. that on the podcast. And, yeah. It was quite difficult. Um, and then I found something and I thought just from like the one line synopsis alone, I thought, why haven't I seen that film? So I specifically bought a copy right. and I watched it. Okay. Uh, and it's um, a good job that I absolutely loved it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Because um, that could have gone it one gone two ways. Even if yeah. I didn't like it, I was still going to do the pitch for right, it. Right, okay. Because fine. we haven't got to the point where we talk about a film that neither of us like that one of us has pitched. Does that make sense? No, we've always pitched films that we like to one another. The yeah. only films that neither of us have liked really have been listener pitches. Yeah, or Howard the Duck. Or Howard the Duck. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, all the yeah. yeah, all the blind stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so like yeah, no, duck. yeah, yeah, I get, I get you. So like, yeah. if I was to pitch you Air Force One, for example, and you hated it, that <laughs> why would be don't you like Harrison Ford and give give me back my family, Mr. President? <laughs> I just hate the fact they handbrake turn a seven four seven. Anyway, <laughs> it annoys um, me. Does that go? Does that go with James Bond doing a wheelie in a in an eighteen wheeler in? Uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> oh, really? Because they like did that for no, because they did that for real, right? Uh, it's just the the oh the Air Force One stuff on that. It's just awful. It's just terrible. I hated it. But anyway, anyway carry on. yes. So I bought this movie. I watched it. I loved it. And I'm going to give you what I believe is the greatest one line pitch in the history okay, of cinema. Right. And I can't believe I hadn't seen this until now. Okay. H.G. Wells uses his own time machine to pursue Jack the Ripper to 1979. That sounds amazing. Yeah. The movie's called Time After Time. Right. Uh, I'm officially adopting it as my movie as it was released 36 days after I was born. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. Um, 1893. Yeah. Jack the Ripper is killing again in London. Right. H.G. Wells holds a dinner party to show off his new invention, a time machine. Okay. The police are conducting house-to-house investigations as the Ripper is killed in the vicinity that night. And at Wells' place, they find a bag containing a knife and a bloody glove, which belongs to one of his guests, John Lewis Stevenson. Right. Stevenson, though, has vanished... And so has the time machine. Well, okay. The machine returns without Stevenson, and Wells decides his only course of action is to use it himself to go wherever Stevenson has gone and bring him back. Okay. It's such a bizarre but yet brilliant idea. It, um, it's written by a guy who... written. I'm going to need to pull up IMDb because there were some fascinating facts about the director. Right. Um, Was he a time traveller? Well... Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, it is written, directed by Nicholas Meyer, right? Who uh, wrote what were previously known as all the good Star Trek movies. So all the even numbered oh, Star really? Treks, he wrote them. Oh. Um, let's find his pull up his filmography. Bam, writer. He wrote. No, so he would have. Wait, hang on, would he have gone on to write them? Because he would have. Well, yeah, he would have. Because the first one was seventy eight, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, probably. Um, yes, uh, he wrote a novel called The 7% Solution, right. which is widely regarded as the best Sherlock Holmes story not written by Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh, okay. Uh, he wrote Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan. Mm. Uh, he wrote Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Right. He wrote Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. So they were, oh, okay. Well, Undiscovered Country was 90s, wasn't it? Yeah, 91. 91, yeah. Um, so they would have been. So they would have been done after this. That's interesting. Yes. Uh, he, he also directed Wrath of Khan. Oh, really? Widely regarded as the best of the Star Trek movies. Right. Hmm. Um, so there we go. Uh, this, I'm not sure if this was directorial debut or not. I can't tell because my iPad's gone all fucking weird. <laughs> so I'll just go back to my notes and we'll carry on. H.G. Right. Um, Wells is Malcolm McDowell. Awesome. Uh, Stevenson slash Jack the Ripper is David Warner. Oh, amazing. Uh, and when they get to 1979, they both interact with... Um, a woman called Amy, Amy Robbins, right. who's played by Mary Steenburgen. Okay. Who you'll probably know from another time travel movie, Back to the Future 3. Three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. However, if the director had had his way, yeah. it would have been Derek Jacobi chasing Edward Fox, yeah. and they would have met uh, Shelley Hack, who was the director's girlfriend at the time. Right. If the studio had had their way, yeah. it would have been Richard Dreyfus right. chasing Mick Jagger. <laughs> right. And they would have bumped into Sally Field. Okay. <laughs> I think we actually end up I, with the best combination. I think here. so too, actually. I, yeah. I love Malcolm McDowell. He's great. Oh, he's love really it. good so in good. this. He, it's yeah. not. He doesn't. 
it really gives Wells something. I don't know how to describe yeah. it. He He's feels got like a presence. A real, yeah. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, well, we've met him, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. I wish I'd, we'd known about this movie when we so met him. So do I. I like, I'd yeah, love if we to ever encounter him again, I want him to sign this DVD. Yeah. Wow. And I love David Warner as well. I yeah. think that's just literally you know growing up watching about Tron? David Warner? Yeah. He fucking hates sci-fi and horror movies. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, I had a massive grin throughout. The first half an hour of this is absolutely brilliant i All loved right. it okay. uh, i had a huge grin throughout the performances are great particularly warner and um mcdowell mm, they imagine. play off each other really well yeah. um it's really f- funny in places at least two places i laughed out loud okay. to myself right. in my own flat and had to pause pause the movie while i finished right. um there's some brilliantly cheesy effects okay the actual time travel effect is kind of pretty good it's almost right. like um it's almost like the slit scan from 2001. Oh, right. But oh, yeah. probably done a lot cheaper. Right, okay. Um, uh, yeah, well, it was well, 11 years later, so yeah. there might have been a different yeah. way of doing it. Yeah, uh, and in places, it's actually quite tense. Right. Like the opening murder, like the, it's not giving too much away, the opening scene yeah. is uh, is the murder that takes place near Wells' house. Right. Which you see, I'm not sure if it's, I think it's supposed to be from uh, Jack's point of view. Mm. Like the first half of it at least anyway um no music cold as hell right it's a really creepy way to start a movie which yeah. is actually quite a lot of fun right um what else have i got that i can read in my notes um look out for the first screen appearance of somebody who had gone to be quite big in the 80s okay yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure what else i want to say okay um it's yeah i just find it loads of fun and i think the two leads in particular give it much more than you think this type of movie would deserve. Yeah. Because if you think, if you gave someone this premise, yeah. Think for example, have you ever seen the Time Machine? What the H? What the the the, the 50s Guy Pierce? No, the Guy. Oh, no, I've seen the Guy Pierce. No, one. no, that's kind of what I was expecting. It's right. not that good. No. Um, have you seen the fifties one? I have the original one. No, oh, the original one's great. Yeah. There's a trailer for that on the DVD, but I didn't watch it. Right, right. Don't watch the trailer for this, because not only does it show you half of the ending, right. um, it's also shit. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, but I was... Uh, I haven't been excited about this pitching a movie really? for ages. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, I'm looking forward to it, because it's, it's one of those movies where you just hear that premise, you go, yeah. I need to see this. Exactly. It's And I, I was expecting an almost asylum-like pile of shite, yeah. and I actually got what I think is a really good, really fun film. Awesome. Uh, I'll say in particular, look out for the scene where H.G. Wells goes into McDonald's. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Um, Shall we leave it there? I think so, yeah. Okay. We'll wrap everything good. up. Good. So... Next week, on episode 80, we'll be talking about 1979. We will, yeah. Uh, Alien and Time After Time. Yes. Um, we should probably mention, we've launched a new series on YouTube. Yes. If you hadn't seen them yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Web Goal Creative. Uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, and we'll be doing a series of video, kind of video pitches mm. to you, the listener, for films that we have both seen and both love. Yeah. So we're not going to cover on the podcast. Yeah. We, we kind of did this a long, long, long time we ago. Did. We, we did. We said we princess. were going to do it, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, and, and we just kind of... We did The Princess Bride mm. uh, on one of the shows. as a, I think we called it at the time Pitch to the People or something like that. Yeah, it was an awful title. Shit, we well, all right. <laughs> it was. It was a terrible title. Um, Fine. But uh, 
and it was kind of an idea that we always liked the I like to do, and we just never carried on doing because we kept forgetting yeah. that we needed to do it. Mm. Um, and uh, I just suddenly kind of saw we've got a YouTube channel, so why not? Just and I remembered do... the login details, <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. Um, so why not use that as the platform for that mm. little extra, really? Yeah. Um, so what we're hoping is that if we get to points where we can't get together to record a show, mm. at least we can do that because mm. it just takes one of us and a phone. Yes, pretty um, much. So the idea was that that you know if we can't get into the same place to record a show, at least we you know even if it's not we're weekly, not forsaking we're gonna, you. Yeah, we're going to try and keep keep providing content. As Absolutely. It were. Um, so the first one's up and already um, had a few views, which is good. Indeed. Um, yeah, so we'll just keep doing them, I guess. And we're, you know sometimes it'll be me, sometimes it'll be Kieran, sometimes it might be both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, generally, I think it'll be movies we both love yes. that won't feature. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it could go on to include, uh, for example, a movie I love that I know Kieran will hate mm. and won't pitch, or, or the other way around. Yeah, or it could it could be a movie I love that I know you do hate. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Yep. So you could do Serenity, because <laughs> I really hate that movie. Um, yeah, so we might we might use it to do to that kind of stuff. Um, and also, the, the, you know, it goes without saying that if you've seen any of those mm, films, I was going to say, yeah. send us some feedback. Absolutely, and let us know. Um, I think it was the Particularly first. If you end up watching them for the first time after uh, seeing our little videos, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so the first one that's up is in Bruges, and maybe we'll mm-hmm. we've had a few notes and comments about that already. So maybe we'll recap those next episode, perhaps. Yes, because this one's long. Yes, but um, we do not know when the next episode will be. No, we don't. It will not be till December. Probably. I think. Yeah. That's most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. But we will do some more of the YouTube videos. Absolutely. We should be able to stuff a few of those up. Yes. I think. Um, Yeah. We need to work on trying to be able to do this when we're not in the same physical location. There must be a way. Let's do some tests. We should do some tests. Some technological tests. All right. So people can contact us in various ways. Yeah. Um, I can't find the note that tells me. Well, oh, look! Look at him. But well, you can't look at him. No, no. But I might be able to bring it up for you to read. Why for me to read? You no. did such a brilliant job on the video. Why can't <laughs> you do it? <laughs> no, because you oh, did this. Damn it! Oh <laughs> God! I've dropped his expensive new things. It's, uh, it's no, fine. There you go. We're on Twitter yeah. at HYS Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Have You Seen Podcast. Yeah. The blog is Have You Seen dot net. Yeah. It's almost up to date. Uh, I went through and I kind of uh, did the archive pages. Cool. So they're now proper. Awesome. Uh, but I need to go back and add some stuff into the A to Z because that's been let slide for a little bit. Yep. Uh, but soon, soon, soon. Tell you what, by the time the next episode goes out, we'll be up to date. It'll be up to date. Promise. Cool. Hmm. What? Do I add? No. I was going to say, do I add the video pitch ones into the A to Z? Maybe not. Maybe we'll have a separate page for recapping the, the video ones with links to the videos. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've got work to do. Yeah, we'll figure right. that out. And if you want to send us an email, as Michael did, yes. to pitch and review Matinee, mm-hmm. thank you very much. Yeah. And to awesome. review The Third Man. Yeah. So, uh, man got well, a lot I'm, of airplay I'm this week. hoping that we're going to get floods of emails about Alien. Yeah. Because, come on. I'm hoping we get at least one about time after time. I hope <laughs> I'm not the only person who's seen it. I um, don't know if this ever got a UK release. 
I, I can't honest, find. A, I never heard of it. I can't find a UK. The two leads are British. I know. I can't find a UK release date really? for it. Maybe it never did. Get I had to buy a Region One DVD really? to get it. It's available. Well, I think it's available on Region Two, but you're looking at at least twenty five quid to get a DVD. Right. It's really hard to get. There was a movie I was trying to get for you that, mm. uh, to pitch you that I saw years and years ago when I I was a kid, mm. which was just so stupid, and it is just looks awfully. B- brilliant okay good um but i can't find it for less than like 20 25 quid i'm hope i think they're going to re-release it on dvd soon i'm mm. hoping it'll come down to you know like is it getting up to like an anniversary number i've no idea probably right. um i can't remember which one of those i did so let's do them all again uh you did uh, email was the last one yeah let's do them again so right. people need to know okay twitter at hws podcast facebook.com slash have you seen podcast have you seen.net and podcast at have you seen.net easy why can't i do them that quickly every week he's engrossed in his phone no, it's because I've just realised there's something else that we should probably mention, which oh. is the YouTube channel. Oh, what's the... Uh, That's what that, I'm trying to find out. Has that got a particular is. URL? Um, I meant to... I meant to uh, we're so... How long have we had to prepare for this I know, show? I know, And it's a shambles. I th- to be honest, actually, if you just search, have you seen on YouTube and search channels as opposed to videos, yes. it will pop up. It will. Um, I will. I will tell you what, why don't I see if I can get us a custom URL for the YouTube channel? That might yeah, help. that would be really helpful because I just, uh, the reason it's not on that note is because that, that the thing on my uh, tablet that you were just reading was mm. what I had when I was doing the video. Oh, I see. And obviously I didn't need the YouTube because that's where people were watching it. Um, Okie so, dokie yeah. then. So that's why I didn't prepare that. But yeah, no. So we next should... episode, we'll yes. have five things to read out for you at the end of the show. Absolutely. Oh, plus also uh, thank you to RB Productions for the use of the submersible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah. Alexia Mom for his. Have you seen his half beard Halloween oh, look? Oh my, that is amazing. It we was should... terrifying. Did he walk around the office like that? Oh, uh, for for twelve days. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that once we've we've finished uh, okay. we finished the show because that went on for quite some time. Okay. Um, but yeah, so basically for Halloween, Alexi shaved off half of his beard. I think we should ask him very very nicely if he wouldn't mind donating a picture so that we can put it on the blog so people can see the half wizard. Okay. Because it was quite spectacular. Okay. Let's do that. Um, it, yeah, the stories of double takes getting on and off the tube and stuff <laughs> like that are brilliant. <laughs> and just people wandering through our building and, and <laughs> what was great was that you know we you know we'd be up on like the second or third floor and you, people would go past on the second do you think i have half a bit <laughs> <laughs> so it was brilliant um yeah so it was quite quite a, a feature of the office oh, uh, yeah so I'm, well, I'm almost sad i missed it yeah it was a shame oh. I'll, I'll have to we'll have to ask him not he might not because you know he maybe can't. if we put like a like a contact mag like, <laughs> yeah. across his <laughs> eyes yeah. yeah fine yeah we'll, we'll we'll see what we can wrestle right. up picture so tell you what why don't we go off and do that yeah and we'll see you um Probably at the beginning of December for episode yeah. eighty. Yeah, but obviously we'll you know keep an eye on the YouTube channel and we'll, we'll tweet and Facebook all of that stuff as well. So okay, uh, we'll know. also smooth out these outros at some point <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll learn how to do them properly. All right, good. Yeah. It's good to listen to live radio. Yeah. yeah, awesome. I think we're done. All right, good. See you on episode eighty. Bye. Bye. Bye.